It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. The fair is back, so don't delay. $5 admission on opening day. The Youth Fair is back on November 18th. Get ready for heart-pounding rides, mouth-watering food, and free parking every day. Get your discount tickets today and save at Sedano's or at fairexpo.com. And if you're five and under, admission is free. The Youth Fair, located on the fairgrounds at Coral Way and 112th Avenue with enhanced health and safety measures. November 18th through December 5th. Visit fairexpo.com. Hey people, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And, and this, this is season four of Better Let Me Tell You. less or more can i tell you something that i just i kind of don't understand i understand but i don't understand what mariah having her own meal at mcdonald's okay we'll talk about that in a minute <laughs> welcome everybody <laughs> welcome 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 to episode 182 yes uh, but let me tell you how is everybody how's everybody's week i think everybody's having a very good week you know it's if you're in miami it's a little brisk it the weather this oh. week was amazing i went for a jog this week and it was Awesome. You know it's funny. I I don't ask for much. It's like <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't ask. I, love how you're like, I don't ask for I don't much. Ask for much. <laughs> it's like the the weather this week. If we had that weather all winter, quote unquote, autumn, wrong autumn. I'll take it. For I autumn. would be okay. Yeah, I would be okay. You know. And let me be, let's be clear, listeners. For those of you who don't live in Miami, 
what we're literally asking for is 75, 73 degrees. Mm-hmm. Again, like you said, we don't ask for much. There was a day there that it went down to the 60s and, oh, rico. and it was sunny. There was not a cloud in the sky. In, in the coming week, it's supposed to go down to like uh, upper 50s. So what do you guys, what, what, what do you guys out there think, <sighs> listeners? Well, I will say, I know we're going to talk about Mariah, but um, most listeners are, based on feedback, are loving I, and I think we should do a spinoff, frankly. Your mother's, you know, just... Oh, yeah. My mother's pe- stories. Pero let me present... Pero let me tell you presents Nary. 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 <laughs> you know? Just... It's... It, and, and again, we should do that That's that pilot. Nary and Nary. Go to the car show. <laughs> Nary squared. Nary squared. At the car show. <laughs> that could be the pilot. But it could be Nary squared. They just go do things. Right. Like, right. Like every episode is a different experience. Right. <laughs> the first one is a car show. Right. Then we could maybe have them go make chocolate. Right. Very I Love Lucy. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, we could have them maybe go car shopping. Right. You know. Or things that my mom has like no clue about. Right. Like, I don't know. She could go, oh, she could go to one of those places where you throw the axe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Or one of those rage rooms. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That'd be great. I'm telling you. You know, now that I said rage room, do you know what I totally don't get? I don't get this. Okay. They do this a lot on cruise ships, and I've seen it on YouTube, but I haven't been in in person to see it. Those, uh, like, soundless or no music. uh, Oh, the parties? Parties that everybody has headphones on? The the silent discos. Silent discos. Silent discos. Why? I don't get it either. Like... And God knows, I've had my own version of a silent disco in the middle of a grocery store as I'm doing my groceries. But it's, uh, yeah, if I'm going to a party, like, I want to hear it loud. I want to, like, embrace it. Yeah, hear the thump. Like, I don't yeah. get it. But, but yeah, my mom throwing an axe. <laughs> my mom having a beer flight. <laughs> a pub crawl. A pub crawl with my mom. With your mother and Neri. <laughs> a drag show. <laughs> that would be great. I'm telling you. You know what? We're going to make this happen. We are going to make this happen. We've already thought of like six episodes just yeah. here. And not not tell her. <laughs> right. We just have to sell her on the idea that we're going to take her to experience things and film it yeah. with our friend Neri. Yes. And that's, the other Neri. And that's all she needs to know <laughs> until she shows up to these events. <laughs> and then with the magic of editing and right. proper music, right. there we go. Oh my God. It'll be picked up by Mega TV. <laughs> Mega. This has... Peacock written all over it. Peacock? <laughs> yes, because Peacock, remember, NBC Universal also owns Telemundo, so it works perfectly for Peacock. Well, yeah, exactly. It's bilingual programming yeah. for the multicultural, bilingual, bicultural Hispanic. I like it. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's my mother. Any of yeah. you any of you out there who work for NBC, reach out to us. And um, I think a few people, like... Noted if like I still prank my mother, I actually don't prank her anymore because two years ago she had a mild heart attack. Yeah, so we're gonna so, no. so that's why we're gonna tell her we're taking her to places. I mean, I still do some shenanigans, but I you know sí, no, pero como de nothing ahora. is you know heart like no 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 no. And you know for those who know my mother, you know so yeah, her heart attack was no laughing matter. But my mom is like a health freak. Oh my god! My, well, we said the last episode she yes. has two hundred sit ups every morning. Sit-ups, she jog- well, the first time she heard she felt chest pain, she was jogging, and then she's like, "Oh, they went away." She kept jogging. Well, because she's a healthy person, she yeah. thought I accelerated. She yeah. eats, you know, um, 
like the same chicken and vegetables yeah. every day. I mean, mung beans and sprouts. So like we were in the hospital, like, oh, your mom's cardiac enzymes are high. She's having a heart attack. We we're like, Ex-, I was like, excuse me, you do, must have gotten somebody else's you know results. Like, <laughs> Clearly, you're reading someone else's charts. Yeah. Do you know who Nary is? Because like, no, <laughs> like my mom is. My mom is Jane Fonda in the 80s without the video. Like, Your mother <laughs> only eats grasa once a year, and that's Noche Buena. Like, yes. that's yes. it. Yes. And she probably has, like, un pedacito. My mom doesn't even eat badly on a cruise. Oh, really? Nope. She's, she's that person who has the salad? <coughs> she doesn't know the salad. Se cuida, se cuida, se cuida. She's sensible. Like, in the main restaurant, if there's, right. like, a fish dish, that's what she'll eat. It's salmon. Uh, right. Uh, for lunch, si she'll tiene, have... Si tienen arroz, eh, eh, brown rice, you know. Yeah. Right. She'll have... She'll have like a sandwich or like a fruit or something like that or a yogurt. She is one of those people. Oh, that's when, her splurge. Yeah. When I see at like a cruise buffet or any buffet that usually at the entrance of the, like especially breakfast buffet, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have a thing of yogurt. I'm like, who the hell comes on a cruise buffet to go up to have yogurt? Neri Borges. Neri? Neri Borges. I have to tell you. I have to tell you. Cruise buffet. I am the worst person at a buffet. You are. I do not last. You are. I like I have three things and then I'm like, I can't do it anymore. You don't know how to eat at a buffet. I and don't know, and I, I don't understand how you don't know having gone to so many buffets with us. No, no. Like I, I don't how you haven't picked spread, up. Yes. So but but to the thing of buffets, like whenever I go on a cruise, you know, that first morning, which is usually oh, at first sea, breakfast buffet. Oh my god, you know, the bacon, the oh, pancakes, I'm the looking forward eggs, to it. The eggs Benedict. By day three, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so over the bacon, the eggs, the eggs benedict. And well, yeah, because especially the breakfast buffet, it tends to be the same things over I'm and like, over again. Give me the yogurt. I'm like, you are your mother's son. <laughs> or give me a cantaloupe. But but I feel that breakfast buffets, like... Because it's very limited, también. It, it tends limited. to be the same thing literally yes. over and over. Yeah, but it's so delicious. But oh, like, no, 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 right. But, but you peak really quickly. Because like after two or three days, it's like, I'm done. Yeah. I I, I, can't, I can't have I can't wait. We're going on a cruise in December, and I it's only like a four day cruise, so I mean yeah. I get tired of the breakfast buffet, right. but I can't wait. Right, right. <laughs> or what wait. I love to do in like the main restaurant, you know, dinner. Like, yeah, I'll have everything on the menu, <laughs> everything except you know the black bean burger. <laughs> like, yeah, like let's let's not get crazy. Like, <laughs> calm down. I have to tell you, I miss going on a cruise so much. I will I will let you know how it how it. Shakes out. Just uh, I, I because you know a lot of people don't like cruises, and, and I, that's and fine. I, I certainly appreciate the criticism of cruises. They're valid. They are, and but and I like it. I in particular <laughs> I like. Care. You know, cruise ships are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and yeah, bigger it's too and much. bigger. And you know, like the allure of the seas. I don't know. Has like five thousand guests plus like two thousand something or three thousand the, the crew yeah crew so it's like shit you know that's a lot of people that is a small town yeah, that is a small town that's <laughs> like five times the size of the town my parents grew up in <laughs> Cuba um population two hundred that's why everybody married each other this is true um slim pickings but um I, I I love cruises. Like I I I love the type of vacations, especially if, like when you go to Europe or something. Mm-hmm. That you wake up early, you go. On oh a yeah, mission, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all about the clipboard you, of fun, right? The clipboard of fun. You're, right, you're out right. there exploring and walking. Right. But then when you go on a cruise, it's like no. Yes, I'm, I'm doing nothing. I'm gonna do absolutely nothing, and or I mean, everything. And I, I right, right. But it's your choice, your yes. choice. I may not even get off the ship. Yeah, you'll be that because person. I've been to Puerto Vallarta. You, you, you. I've been you to Nassau. You know. So. Anyway, 
Speaking of Mariah, yes. So, so bringing it back to Mariah, Mariah. Mariah Carey this week released that she's having a um, Mariah's meals. Meals, right? But have you seen these McDonald's meals in the past? This is not like that. She's doing giveaways. No, she is. But th- but those McDonald's meals in I mean, the yeah, those past, McDonald's it's, meals, like, it's a value meal that they slap on a BTS or a Saweetie right. logo. But you would think that they had like something different, like a, a different sandwich or something. Right. What I love, because... I thing, can't think of anyone who... The thing about Mariah is that... I, I would never have thought of Mariah McDonald's. Okay, the thing about Mariah <laughs> is that Mariah, like people that don't really follow her right. or just casually listen to her, don't understand her sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Right. Did you see okay. the official, I, the official like, or one of the official pictures of of this is her coming out of the ocean? That's one of the officials. I thought that was yes. a meme. No, that's not a meme. That's one of the official pictures. Okay, so I love it. She's in on the joke. Right. She's and, in on the joke. And, and okay, I got not, it. Okay. And she's not wearing a mermaid dress by coincidence. <laughs> I thought honestly, I thought that was a meme. No, it wasn't. That is the official announcement picture. Or one. Oh, of, right, 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 right. Because there's but, one that she's holding the phone. But, and oh, all yeah, that. it's yeah, an official. It's picture. even in the McDonald's page. <laughs> Oh, I swear to God, I thought that was a meme. No, it's not. Because that's laughing at the memes of, of her. Every year she comes every, out of the ocean, the ocean for Christmas. Yes. Right. <laughs> and when it, no, the meme is like after Christmas. And now it's that she time when yeah. Mar- Mariah has to go into the ocean. <laughs> I think it's only the ocean, right? The ocean and only come out next year. Right, you know? right. Um, so she's totally in on it. Okay, I love it even more now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, so is McDonald's going to have like a, a champagne? flute meal because I don't see Mariah having like a cherry coke (laughs) (laughs) a high C C fructose you know type of beverage you know I barely see her having a Big Mac I can see her having fries yes fries for sure maybe if she's feeling particularly decadent that day an apple pie yes (laughs) like oh darling no yeah a spoon of a McFlurry maybe I just think it's so funny. But so, I don't understand. So Where did this come from? People don't understand the farceness of it. They don't get it. They, they, they don't get she's... she. It's funny because she kind of does the same thing that Celine Dion does, which is, you know, laugh at, at herself. But the thing is that I, Mariah has created the, a character and then laughs via the character yeah, without breaking character. Does that make sense? Yes. It's almost performance art. <laughs> I guess you could put it that way. I you know, see. it's. <laughs> I went to McDonald's website. See, McDonald's website. Okay, that's fucking beautiful. Or McDonald's Instagram. That is fucking phenomenal. It's her coming out of the ocean. <laughs> that I had seen the picture, but again, I thought it was a meme. I thought it was somebody had just put it together. No. She's in on it. She's in on She's it. She's in on it. And there's going to be giveaways and all that. Yeah. But it's just, again, I, I don't automatically think Mariah and McDonald's. And I've told you my whole. Issue with I mean, all, she's not even Scottish. With, she's Irish. She's Irish. <laughs> I've told you my whole issue with all I want for Christmas is you. I, I, I like that during Christmas everybody talks about her and everybody right. plays a song. But I also don't like that now everybody associates her with that song. That's her legacy. It's her legacy, and there are she, worse legacies to have. There are, and there's 18 number one songs that she wrote <laughs> that she has under her belt that nobody cares that about. It's not that nobody cares about, but now everybody just talks about all I want for Christmas is you. Like that's that's what she's known for. Right. That's what you know. She's also milked it. You know. Yeah. Again, she's in on the joke. She's right. she's embraced but it. But it's yeah. like okay, 
but she's also done all these like really <laughs> awesome things. You know, the only artist that has eighteen right. number one singles. She wrote in all of them. Um, she is the only artist to have a number one single every year of a decade. You know, right? There's other accomplishments. So, anyway. Moving right along. Moving right along. So yes. it was a, also a really big week this week for um, Big Bird. Okay, what is the Big Bird thing? I I have I seen the memes. Those okay. are me. I have to believe those are memes and not from the television workshop. So Big Bird, <laughs> what happened with Big, big Bird? Bird? Posted. Um, I don't know if it was on Instagram or on Twitter. Okay. Big Bird got vaccinated because you know Big Bird is six. This is true. Yes. Right. Big yes. Bird. We is all know six. Big Bird is six. Yes. And you know now kids can get vaccinated. Okay. So yes. Big Bird <laughs> went and got vaccinated. Big Bird put a picture saying like, oh, you know, I got vaccinated today and my wing is a little sore, Aww. but this is going to help people and whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay. Right. In, his, in, in that beautiful Sesame Street way that we right. all love. So leave it to Ted Cruz to ruin a party. Oh, God. <laughs> is Ted Cruz like the American-Canadian Pierce Morgan? Oh. <laughs> the American Cuban Canadian, Yo, you know, I got so many hyphens. You want to talk about somebody who lives in the hyphen without living in the hyphen? Um, of course, leave it to him to ruin a good time. He tweeted, Oh, you know, this is propaganda for five year olds. And then all the anti vaxxers, all these like people started jumping on in that Big Bird is a communist, blah, blah, is blah. Is he blah, really? Blah. Wow. So now people started. Showing how since like the seventies, Big Bird has done PSAs and different for everything, things yes, for, for different course. vaccines. Yeah, right. <laughs> this right? is just part of the course for Sesame Street, guys. Right? He, but specifically to vaccines. For vaccines, okay, yeah, like, okay. I, that old I didn't know. Pictures from the seventies and eighties, like you got like the polio vaccine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. To go, kids to go vaccinate. Get your chicken pox or whatever. Right, measles, you know, things at the time. La rubiola. Right? So this is nothing new, right? But Big Bird. But there was no social media back then. Right. And then actually there's now uh, uh, like a funny account that now is like getting all this traction that is Big Bird for Congress. <laughs> that I saw. That's why I was like, because I, I saw all of those and I'm like, what? There's got to be something happening here. Like yeah. there's got to be a reason. And I just, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. yeah. So all of this is because a Muppet got a vaccine. Yes. Got it. I'm so glad we have nothing more important to talk about yep. in the world. Yep. Propaganda for five-year-olds. You know, there were people who literally, um, I think it was in Texas, died at a concert, um, you know, due to the stage being rushed. But no, Ted, by all means, focus on the real issues that are happening yep. in your state when a Muppet gets a vaccine. Well, you know. Right. But then again, you know. Right. Focus. He's on his way to Puerto Vallarta. He probably can't even pronounce it right. <laughs> So, you talk about un cubano arrepentido. Well, he's and you know what? And I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, I usually call people out for being arrepentido. It's like, you know, embrace your culture. And I'm like, no, no, it's okay, Ted. That's okay. We don't need you. We're quite okay. We're quite okay, we're Ted. We're fine. We're, we're quite okay. We're fine. Yeah, I just think he's the most awful. I don't awful. need the human equivalent of a walking douche to claim our culture. Yeah. No, Thanks. That's, that, we're I'll fine. pass on it, too. So, yeah, it was a big week for <laughs> Big Bird. Big Bird. You know that. Okay, this is like really stupid. Maybe, I don't know, our listeners, maybe some <laughs> of you will understand what I'm saying. Or some of you may think I'm crazy. But I think you'll get it. Okay. Do you know that when Kermit and Miss Piggy are on a show? Okay. Like the other day they were on The View. Right. Do you know that in my mind, I, how do I explain this? It's like, 
Oh, Miss Piggy's like, gonna be on the like, view. Like, like, right, like right. a real celebrity. Oh, no, 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 real, no. Like, yes. Person yeah, yeah, yeah. is on there. Kermit and Miss Piggy are on the view. Yeah. Miss Piggy was a, you know, uh, a guest, whatever, on Drag Race. She was. Miss Piggy was on Drag Race. Nobody's gonna tell me that she wasn't. She was under. <laughs> and she had, like, opinions? Yes, she gave advice. To the drag queens. So it was a video. They did a video because it was during COVID. That's why she wasn't in studio. Because all of the, like, they had, like, that season, it was great. That season, they did video, you know, conferences with, like, you know, celebrities to talk to the drag queens about, like, oh, this week your challenge is acting and blah, blah. So, you know, it was, like, um, you know, like, Kylie Minogue and Anne Hathaway and Miss Piggy, <laughs> you know, were the were the celebrities that came on the videos. And you know what? Miss Piggy's the one I was most excited about. Yeah. Not going to pretend. And you know what I think is cool about Miss Piggy? If you think about, do you realize that Miss Piggy's fashion has evolved correctly through like, I mean, do you expect anything less the from Miss Piggy? You know, and on or well, since we got to know her, I mean, she's Miss Piggy. That, you know, it, because she could have very easily. She's a, I hate to say it, a puppet. She is not. She, she could At very, most, she's a muppet. She could have very easily been static, right? Like this is what Miss Piggy looks like. But Miss Piggy, actually, her style has evolved. Again, this goes back to your thing of Miss Piggy and Kermit were on The View. No, no that's why I tell you. Miss Piggy, when, I'm convinced, goes shopping. When I think of her, when I think of Miss, especially Miss Piggy. Yes, right? right. Like on a panel, like, I think of her. Her hair like, change. I think of her as human. Miss like, Piggy has had more hairstyles than Goldie Hawn. <laughs> she has more wigs than Dolly. Yes, well... I, I, Neck and neck. Yeah. But it's like... But I, I've said this, and actually, I was recently, um, when I was in, in New York, we went to the Museum of the Moving Image, and they have a, an exhibit on Jim Henson. Mm-hmm. And they have an entire exhibit. They have a big bird. They have the first Kermit. And, like, I'm looking at these uh, these Muppets, and I'm I'm crying. Like, my, my I was overwhelmed with emotion. It was like, oh, my God, the Muppets. And I remember when I, you know, when, when I spoke to Luis Santero, who, you know, was not just from Capaz USA writer, but he wrote for Sesame Street, he would say... When celebrities would show up to the Sesame Street set to film, obviously, we know Muppet is a, you know, it's a puppet. There's a person. He's like, not a one of them, not one celebrity would acknowledge the puppeteers. Mm -hmm. From the moment they got on that set, the celebrities were speaking to Cookie Monster, Mm -hmm. Kermit, Big Bird, Oscar. Mm -hmm. That was... The person, yeah, that they were speaking to, yeah, you're because they're not they're not a puppet, they're not a muppet. Right. This is a person, and you are right. meeting them, right? And like even with them, like I don't even care to see what's under the table. It's like I don't, but it doesn't exist. Yeah, my, it doesn't, my, my my eye line wouldn't go it there. Doesn't even exactly. I don't even think about it. It wouldn't go there. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's Miss Piggy. It's she, Miss Piggy, of course yeah, it is. It's like just yes. like if they had I don't know, um, like if Big Bird showed up right now, I'd be like, that is Big Bird. That yeah. is not someone I'm inside Big of a Bird. suit. That is Big Bird. <laughs> that, yeah, it's Big that Bird. is Big Bird. And the wing hurts. <laughs> Big Bird showed up. That's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I knew that you would probably feel that way, oh. but like I was thinking it last week when they were on the View. That was like, oh look, tonight on the View is like you know, um, I don't know uh, who was on it. Um, yeah, it's like it's like you know Kamala Harris, Kamala and- Harris, Lauren Graham, Miss Piggy. You know, it's like oh, you know, like I don't think of her differently from the right. human guests. No, like- no, at all. She is just as big a guest, if not bigger. <laughs> oh no! Listen, if we were ever to interview Pepe the Prawn, mm-hmm. 
because, you know, we're a Latino podcast, so we had to interview Pepe the Prawn. I would be interviewing Pepe the Prawn. Like, like it would be obviously virtual, right? Mm-hmm. Pepe the Prawn is the one who answered that, that, that Google link. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who's on. I don't know Do who you know, else. I, I've always had a like, soft spot for, for Ooh, Oscar. We, we, you know, we should have Pepe the Prawn on. Yeah. <laughs> or Rosita from <laughs> Sesame Street. I've always had a soft spot for Oscar. And of course, there's Grover. Grover. Yes. Grover. Near? Far. Listen, to this day, my favorite book is The Monster at the End of This Book. And I still read it to this day. And I love it. And it should have all of the writing awards. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Good times. <laughs> so what do you have? Well, um, I was going to bring up the uh, the farce that was the Nicaraguan elections. Oh. Yeah. I mean... So tell us what really happened. Well, in a nutshell, um, you know, the, the current president and his vice president, who BT dubs happens to be his wife, you know, as one does, essentially went around jailing all of the opposition party, all of his, you know, his his competition, as well as journalists um, who actually we've spoken on this before. One of the, the journalists that they've jailed is the father of one of the head writers, I think, co-creator of the series Riverdale. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but um, but him. And, you know, and then they went about claiming that they had, you know, free elections. And look, we won by a landslide. The Sandinista. I mean... Well, that's what happens in Venezuela, you know? Yeah, but Venezuela doesn't even pretend. <laughs> You know what? Let's give Venezuela a degree of credit that they don't even pretend anymore. No, and what's so tragic, what's so tragic about, like, Nicaragua is that, like, <laughs> this is a second go-round because they got rid of Daniel yeah. Ortega in they, the yeah. 90s. And it's like, it's like herpes. Yeah. You and thought you got rid of it back. and it's back. It came back. You know. That should be a shirt, Daniel Ortega. This is, a very, like this is a very big stretch, what I'm going to make. Okay. But. With Nicaragua... We just acknowledge that Muppets are people. I'm yes. sure we can take the stretch. With Nicaragua, and I'm by no means an expert or, you know, versed in Nicaraguan politics and history. Right. But what I do know from the little that I, that, I, that I do know, and from speaking to friends of mine that are Nicaraguan, or friends of ours, is that one of the things that got Daniel Ortega reelected was the young vote. Actually, Nicaragua has a very young median age. Oh, really? Yeah. Because a lot of the older people left. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They have a very, very right. young uh, population. And it was your typical thing of like a lot of these... Promises, promises, Younger promises. people don't remember the right. the, uh, the first Ortega go-around. regime or, yeah. or everything that happened there or, you know... See, um, so he comes in and making promises. Right. And-, and, and I say that, and again, this is a stretch, that I feel that that's what a lot of maybe people here in the U.S., because we're seeing now, like, a lo- the young generation. And when I mean young generation, I mean late teens, early 20s. Talk about things that I'm like, pero, like, have you not learned what, anything? What, right, like, without context. Right. Like, have right. you not learned anything? Have you Do you not know anything? Like, have you forgotten things? On both ends, I have to say. Well, you just said young people, period. That's right, it. But, but what I mean, <laughs> on both ends of the political spectrum. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Because one of the biggest, biggest disappointments, I think, of my life was this year 
you know? And I was actually talking about it yesterday after trivia. Which, what, by the way, thank you, everyone who came out to trivia. Yes, last night was great. <laughs> Everybody, thank you, thank you, thank yes, you, thank yes. you. We had a great night at we're trivia. We're going to do another one in and, December. And we promised the next one we're going to have the audio working. Yes. Um, but one of the things that I was saying was that, you know, one of the most disappointing things for me this year was as somebody who's always, always, since I was a child, identified as progressive, liberal, Democrat. One of the biggest disappointments was this year when my what I thought was my tribe, my mm-hmm. people, similar, my liked minded right. people, totally did not want to understand what was going on with Cuba because of their own political bias. To the point so, where, so don't talk to the point where that. What is it that 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 it's not? It wasn't a bill. Um, the thing that they, they they tried to pass that was symbolic at most. Yeah. Um, so, a, I can't. They refused to listen to Cuban voices on the island. They refused right. to listen to Cubans here. They they had their own like, oh, it's the embargo. It's American right. policy. Rather than listening to lived experience, you know, yeah. this is what my whole uh, rant was about Which, that went viral. Speaking of lived experiences, guys, November 15th, there is scheduled to be uh, demonstrations on the island. So please keep an ear out and eye out for that, for that. Share it, share it, share it. Um, as Darian is saying... Listen to people's lived experiences. It's not about us here. It's about them there. Yeah. And we need to amplify and, that and, voice. And, and I was like, holy shit. These people are like totally not get Not everybody. But a lot of these people are totally not getting it. Like they're not getting it. They don't know history. They're putting their own biases. Mm-hmm. You know, it's clouding them to see the truth. Well, and, they're and, not and, seeing the forest for the trees. And yeah, and I think that on both ends, a lot of younger people, especially now in this mm-hmm. age of social media, that everybody has a platform and everybody has an opinion, they're, they're you know, they say that, oh, people rewrite history, but in a way, they are kind of rewriting history too, because they're, they're looking at things from perspectives that aren't necessarily accurate, accurate mm-hmm. or, 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 t- well, true for that matter, so... So yes, no. Cuba does not have great a great medical system. Yes, everybody has free medicine when it's available. When it's available, which if you're lucky, never available. Right. Exactly. So, you know. Yes, everyone can read. And they read what the government says is okay to read. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> so, it's lovely to be literate and only read propaganda. Uh, but you know what? Speaking of having platforms to to get your voice heard, this week's guest has had his own platform for quite some time. So he's a little divisive. Love him, hate him. We actually say that a couple times during the interview, <laughs> for better, worse. Um, but at the end of the day, you cannot deny that he is a local boy who has made a name for himself. Perez, Perez Hilton. Hilton. I, you know, I I was really looking forward to this interview. Yep. Because he, you know, again, love him or hate him, he made a name for himself and not... literally. Literally, yes. <laughs> and not everybody could pull that off. Nope. So here is our interview with, I'm going to, I say it in the interview, the original celebrity blogger, Perez Hilton. All right, mi gente. Well, as we said, this week we have with us, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. The biggest celebrity blogger, I, I'm going to just say that, ever was. And we are lucky enough that he's from our hometown. He's a fellow Wachete boy just like us. Of course, we are only talking about the one and only Perez Hilton. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you for having me. I, um, I am so proud to be from Miami 
And I'm also so grateful that I don't live there anymore. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's a double-edged sword, although, right? Although I say that because my experience was very specific. During a specific time when things were different, I would like to hope that Miami has improved a lot. I grew up in the 80s and 90s in Miami. We're about the same age, when it, yeah. When it wasn't quite as cosmopolitan as it is now, um, and by cosmopolitan, I mean more than just Cubans, okay? Now you have all the Venezuelans and all people from all other Latin American countries in South America and, or, you know, with the ascendance of Art Basel and things like that. Sure. I would, and, you know, with the, the Adrian Arsht um, Center there and, you know, it, it being more cultured and all of that, I would like to think that Miami is a more open accepting tolerant place i did not have that experience growing up it sucks to feel that you can't be yourself mm -hmm. with your family or friends and it's not just because i was gay although it was but i think you know if i was a heterosexual in the 90s going to my all-boy jesuit school and if i told my parents you know, I'm going to graduate and I want to be a professional sculptor. They would have been like, in all fairness, all immigrant children, if they say they want to go into the arts, their parents are like, no, 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 no. Uh, I don't know. I don't, well, I mean, yes, but like, but yes, you're right. Maybe immigrant children, but um, I would hope that third, fourth generation kids that are now parents there in Miami will be more accepting and tolerant of their children and whatever they want to do. So long, you know, I, I tell them, I, I literally tell my kids this all the time because I think one of the secrets to my success is the fact that I am Latino. It's like a superpower to me because I have that Cuban work ethic, oh, that immigrant mentality, right? So I tell my children all the time, I will love you and support you um, emotionally in everything you do. But when you're grown up, I'm not going to support you financially. And I will love you and accept you dot, 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 unless you are lazy. I will not tolerate lazy children, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, he just recited, like, the Cuban parent mantra, you know, where it's yes, just like, I, I, I will he love did. you, but you cannot be a drain on society. No, but, like, but, but actually, I think that's a great starting point, because I feel that with, with Perez Hilton, you kind of exploded on the scene, and not a lot of people maybe know the journey, if you will, of... You know, uh, Mario, to, Mario to how we go from Mario, a kid in, you know, Miami, Florida, a Cuban kid in Miami, Florida, going to a Catholic school to Perez Hilton. How did that whole thing happen? I think Perez was born before he ever was made public. And I've only recently done the digging and the work and, and realized all of this. You know, my dad died tragically suddenly when I was still in high school between freshman and sophomore year of high school. 
uh, and he um, he had an aneurysm, and he died seven days after my grandfather did. Oh, and gosh. I have, I wouldn't say it's a typical Latino experience, but I would say that it's far more accepted and commonplace in Latino culture to have your grandparents live with you than it is in Anglo-American culture. So my grandfather lived with us and he passed away, but he was really old. And then a week later, my dad died. And, you know, like I said, this was a long time ago. It was in the 90s. And my mother, I have so much grace and compassion and empathy and understanding for her. She was just trying to survive because she lost both her father and her husband in a week. You know, I would think that if something like that were to happen to my children, I would put them in therapy and try to heal the trauma. But my mom and I, we didn't, we didn't talk about it. We didn't go. Therapy was not really a thing for, for our jet, for our generation growing up and the generation before us really. But what I did do and what I viewed as what saved me really was pop culture, celebrity, entertainment. Instead of processing the severe trauma that happened, I immersed myself, lost myself, buried myself in television specifically. I remember I would come home from school and start watching TV and I would not stop watching television until after midnight, you know, I did really well at school with minimal effort. And I went to a hard school. I went to yes, Belen. You, you went to Belen. That is yeah. an easy school, my friend. Because I was doing well in school, my mom didn't care. Right. Although, you know, I'm thankful also for that because now that I'm older, I realize the importance of sleep and <laughs> instilling that in my children. So I'm... You know, you learn so much about the kind of parent you want to be by how you were parented. So I'm that I'm the most fun, awesome dad, but I'm also a disciplinarian and very strict. But uh, yeah, that that TV man was my therapy. And that really was, I would say, the genesis of Perez Hilton. Uh, because I always liked pop culture and celebrity and entertainment before that, but then it, it kind of became my life, my savior in a way. So I remember, because, you know, I, I, I've i been a fan of your website, or I used to visit your website from back in the day, and I remember your website started as, was it, was it page 666 or something like that? Like, that was really old school. How... Because I, I think that with you, I mean, PerezHilton.com at one point, wasn't it one of like the highest trafficked websites in the world? You know, like millions and millions of views a day. I can't imagine that when you started this, you knew that it was going to get that big. What made you at the time go into like the blogosphere, you know, uh, be another blog? Well, that was the thing at the time, a really long time ago in 2004. You know, it was really 
pre-social media. In 2004, there was no YouTube, there was no Twitter, there was no Instagram, there was no TikTok, there was no Bego, there was no Tumblr. I think you're making um, some of these up. I'm not, there's so many of them. <laughs> what did exist in 2004 was MySpace, uh, Friendster. Uh-huh. Does anybody remember Friendster? Yeah. I was talking about that the other day. I had completely forgotten about Friendster. Yeah, Friendster MySpace. Right MySpace. Yep, MySpace, Friendster, and then Facebook launched that same year, 2004. But it was invite only and for college uh-huh. students, so it wasn't a huge thing yet. You know, if I were to start today, I wouldn't say, "Oh, I'm going to start a blog." It'll be like, "How can I make being an a content creator happen, which is kind of daunting, right? Because now, like, how do you start? Like, you try to do it all, I think. Or you pick one app or platform that you want to be huge on. Although I don't necessarily agree with that approach because I don't think you should put all your eggs in one basket. Like, what if they change the algorithm? What if you get banned from there, God forbid, or whatever it might be? Uh, I, I really think it's important to be everywhere. And I would not wish an influencer career upon anyone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know when was like, I, I don't know, I, I, for me at least, like when I, when I thought that, I was like, okay, this guy made it big. When you were on um, Victoria Beckham's reality show, <laughs> you offered her a cookie. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. That was too bad. I, I was like, okay, man. Yeah, I was like, this is much more than just a guy who runs a blog. You know, this has turned into now sort of a phenomenon, you know, um, of entertainment. You know, it was, it's like you created a brand. Actually, that's what I, I wanted to say. You created a brand before I think creating a brand was a thing. I I wouldn't even frame it that way. I would say that I luckily was able to transcend, transcend, right? Like I became bigger than that dude from that blog. I became Perez Hilton who could do it all. You know, thankfully I left Miami, went to New York City, studied drama at NYU uh, because you see this all the time. Like, let's say you're just hot and young and you're a poppin' influencer because you're hot and young, which a lot of them are. And it's easy for them. If you take them out of the safety net of what they do every day, they don't often translate to doing other things like hosting, speaking eloquently, I would Being put some of those people in front of a camera that can actually have sound. Like, they would be great for silent films, but I wouldn't put them to talkie, <laughs> like, at all. It's, yeah. Yeah, so I I think a, a lot of things things contributed to my success. Like I said, one is the Latino work ethic. Another one was that I... Um, was doing things differently than had been done before. Mm-hmm. So that helped me get a lot of attention. And yeah, you were definitely um, uh, the, the, and my French is horrible, but the enfant terrible of, uh, of celebrity bloggers, weren't you? Yes. You, you were kind of the naughty boy who, who was, you know, just going out there on that limb in a way that gossip columnists hadn't necessarily, you know, been before, right? I mean, oh, they had. They've always, you know, that, that, that archetype mm-hmm. existed a long time ago from 
Hedda Hopper to Luella Parsons to Winston Winchell to Cindy Adams and, and so on and so forth. I think I reinvented that in in a way or, or, or not because also those people too, a lot of them, they did acting and they played themselves or they played characters and this or that or the other. So the fact that I was able to diversify early on and be bigger than my blog helped. You know, I was doing hosting, reality television, all of these different things, you know, that weren't for traditional media and the mainstream. I still wouldn't be here today. Yeah, no, you definitely it, it, it's it's you've got it's because of your personality. I think you are a personality, right? And that's bigger than just words on a page, shall we say? Right, but you, but you, for better or for worse, you became a household name because not all gossip, you know, uh, columnists or are, you know, there there were other bloggers in your time that were very successful and had very good blogs, but they were not household names. But you became a household name, like everybody knew who Perez Hilton was. You know, that's why I say for better or for worse, but but. But they knew who, who he was. And, you know, you you were naughty. You were naughty. Um, do you think a lot of it has to do also that you were also very... Because you're, you're our same age. You were also very young. Yeah, but I wasn't that young. So I can't... Perez, excuse... you're the same age as us. You were young. Shh. Don't say otherwise. <laughs> I can't excuse my behavior on youth. Or even ignorance. You know, I'm very honest bluntly, uh, not just about celebrities, but also about myself. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was naughty, as you say, or others might say cruel, I knew at the time what I was doing. I purposefully, exactly. I, and I was rewarded for that bad behavior. So, you know, it was for somebody who grew up poor, you know, I went to Belen, but on a scholarship, and my parents never drove their brand new car. They had to make a lot of sacrifices to get me into that school. Mm-hmm. You know, so I wouldn't say I was poor, okay? I would say I was very middle, 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 normal, middle class. Working class, working class like we were. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so then all of a sudden to go from that, where your brain thinks it's in starvation mode, to then have success where it's, feast mode it's like feast or famine like your brain wants to keep feasting and you're going to do whatever possible to keep that up so oh i did this one thing and that worked well i'm going to do that one thing and do it at like 110 yeah well i i you know what you just mentioned in terms of you know being mean or, or cruel or whatever i i I hate to ask you this, but, but I feel I have to ask you. Um, you know, now I feel that we are in, air, in a time of, like, reckoning. And, you know, the reckoning of Britney Spears, you know. Um, yeah, um, the reckoning of Britney Spears, whereas people are now looking back on the treatment of Britney Spears on all forms of media, whether it was TV media, blogs, or just the public itself. What role do you think that you had in that, in the whole demonization or you know just the whole treatment of britney spears at the time i definitely take accountability i ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We'll say that, but... I understand the desire for people to want things simplified. Mm -hmm. It's easier to be able to blame villains for what happened to Britney Spears. But the truth is no one is to blame. The reason Britney Spears was placed in a conservatorship and stayed in one for far too long, but was in one for a long time, was because she had, and most likely still has, severe mental health issues. If she hadn't, she would not have been in this situation. There are so many people who are out of control with addiction, who are not placed in conservatorships. You know, Brittany had a slew of doctors and, and judges and people that looked over this. And it was because of her mental illness that she was in that situation. Having said that, did I make her life any easier? Did I help? No, I straight up hurt. But me and the media and the paparazzi, we are not the reason why Brittany was in that conservatorship. Right. It's, 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 a, it's a very complicated issue. It, it doesn't have a, a, a single layer. I just, you know, something we've talked about here in the, in the podcast several times is that, you know, a lot of times people have selective outrage. You know, like right now, uh, of, of last year, people, it was all against R. Kelly. Rightfully so. But it's like, you know, somebody like R. Kelly had been showing you who he was for years. You know, back when we were in high school, you know, again, we're the same age. Remember when he was married to Aaliyah? People knew that. You know, when he was in the early 2000s, um, uh, when the child sex tape came out where he was peeing on the minors, uh, people were stepping in the name of love. And, you know, it's like, okay, you know. But then this documentary comes out, and all of a sudden is like, down with R. Kelly. And now with Britney, this documentary comes well, out. And another great example of that is Chris Brown. You know, mm-hmm. we know who Chris Brown is. Mm-hmm. And yet, here in Los Angeles, when I get in the car, I hear him played on the radio, on an iHeart station, getting that cosign, right. that stamp of approval. That's and okay. we know who he, and we know who he is, not even just with the incident with Rihanna, but there have been so many women throughout the years that have made allegations against Chris Brown as well. And look at him getting played on the radio. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I'm not, you know, and, and I'm not calling for him to get taken off the radio either. I don't believe in canceling people. Right. Because I don't want that happened to me. You know, that people try to cancel me all the time. People will cancel themselves. Okay. <laughs> like, you don't, I, I wish people realized that you don't have to cancel anybody, people will cancel themselves. Well, I, I wanna. I also want to, in a way, commend you because, as you know, as mean as you were, you also unilaterally made a turnaround, and I feel that you did this before, kind of like the cancel culture, if you will, that we're talking about five, six years ago. It's been probably what, like, ten years that you yourself decided, like, hey, this is not the route I want to take anymore. This is what I want to do now. Um, what made you? do that turn well like i said i began my career as perez hilton in 2004 around 2008 i started having thoughts of doing things differently and what led me to that was that's also the same time where i began my health and wellness journey you know if you remember old old perez with like the crazy hair colors and I was extremely unhealthy, very heavy. I found for myself, but I do believe that this is a universal truth. The healthier I became, the happier I became. And my thoughts even changed. But I was afraid to act on these new thoughts. I was afraid to change because by that point, I had already established my brand and been Perez for four years. So I was paralyzed into inaction for two more years after that until it got to the, um, the Oprah moment where I had to change. And by that, I mean, you know, um, on the very last episode of the Oprah Winfrey show, which I consider must see television for every human being alive it was the last show, not the one with Beyonce at the United Center, but it was her by herself right. oh, yeah, yeah. sharing basically everything she'd learned in life up until that point. And one of the, the things that she said that resonated with me the strongest was Oprah said, just listen. It sounds cheesy and simple, but she said, God the universe, your gut, your intuition, whatever you want to call it, has the answers. And if you don't listen, that whisper will get louder. And if you don't listen, it'll start speaking even louder. And if you're still ignoring, it's going to smack you upside the head. And that's exactly what happened to me in the fall of 2010. I had heard that voice in my head saying, change, 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 but I was ignoring it. I wasn't listening to it. I wasn't honoring it because of fear. And then, you know, thankfully, we've never seen anything like this before, and we haven't seen anything like this since. But in the fall of 2010, there was this rash of gay teenagers that died by suicide over 20 within a span of like three months. I had never seen anything like that before. And this journalist named Dan Savage yep. created yep. this campaign called It Gets Better. And because it's my job to be plugged in and know what's happening, I think I had gotten the press release and I found out about it the very same day he launched. 
And I was the first public figure or personality to make an It Gets Better video. And I thought, wow, in this moment of darkness, I'm doing something positive to sh sh shine light and, and spread positivity. But the response that I got to that video was my Oprah brick upside the head moment. It shook me to my core because in reality, people viewed that video as something negative. They said to me, how dare you make an it gets better video when you're part of the problem? You're a hypocrite. You're a bully. And, you know, prior to that, I had deluded myself with all sorts of different talking points like, you know, I'm just saying what everybody's thinking or, you know, not everybody likes me, but I'm keeping it real. Yeah, all, all sorts of crazy, stupid lies that I was feeding my brain in order to, to like allow me to continue to do what I did. That, that was the moment where I said, okay, ah, sorry. That was the moment where I said, okay, I, you know, can't continue doing this anymore. And I made a change. And now I'm in a little bit of a cynical, pessimistic place where, you know, it's been 11 years since then. Wow. And I know, I know I've changed. I don't have to prove it to anybody. But the majority of the world isn't willing to see me for who I am today. They want to keep me in this, yeah, this box of my past. And even if they can acknowledge that I've changed, most people will say, all right, well, you know, he used to be an absolutely horrible, putrid, despicable, vile human being. Now he's just a vile human being. So he's improved, but he's still vile. Mira, you know what you have to tell people? Tell people what my mom says. I showed my mom one time uh, pictures of you and your mom. I think you were in India. And my mom said, Cualquier persona que tan buena con la madre es buena persona. <laughs> like, you know, anybody who's so good to their parent is a good person. Because actually, I have to tell you, I love the pictures of your mom. Like, when you guys go on in, in adventures, it's it's sort of, in a way, refreshing because it's so kind of, like, it's out of, you know, it's funny you out of, like, the norm. People just need to realize there's a difference between being mean and being sassy. And you know what? Sassy takes well, wit and, and talent. Not right? even that. I've noticed also, I think that they're going to change how they perceive things. But, you know, I'm old now. You're old now. Hey. Um it's okay. We're being older, old, older, being, older. Being old is a blessing. I am so grateful to, to be getting older because I'm still here and I'm healthy. Thank God. But a lot of young people are of the school of thought that any opinion that is critical, if you express that critical opinion, even if you do it in a non-hurtful way, that that's bullying. And that's not true. You don't have to like, condone, or approve of something. And you can publicly state that and do it in a way that's not nasty, mean, cruel, or hurtful. But young people, they have convinced themselves that any critical opinion is bullying. And they're in for a rough time in life because even at work, they're going to have to deal with yeah. critiques Feedback. of their... yeah. 
Exactly. Listen, ugly dress is a fugly dress, guys. I got I got called a boomer the other day on TikTok because I'm sorry on Twitter because somebody said who uses biz, who uses a business cards anymore? It's like wasteful and you know pollutes the environment. Blah blah blah. And I go well. There's a lot of professions. I have a background in law that still use it. Like law, everybody uses business cards. Oh my gosh! I got told off. Well, the planet is like this because of people like you, and I'm like. What? Yeah. This is over business cards. Like, I know, or, or something similar to that that I've seen happen regularly. You know, I've seen these woke crusaders attack celebrities for not putting their pronouns in their bio. Yeah. Like, I get it. That's important to you. Great. You put your pronouns in your bio, but not everybody has to do that. Right. But right. if they don't, you and just because somebody doesn't put their pronouns in their bio doesn't mean that person is transphobic or this or that or the other. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like an all or nothing approach, you know, that a lot of people are taking. So let, let's, let's see, because I know you got to go soon. Um, and, I'm, and, and, you know, people listening to this are, are definitely going to want, you know, like you know, a little bit of conversation of gossip. Um, what would you say, let's talk a, you know, a little bit about celebrities, obviously. What would you say has been the celebrity that has, like, surprised you the most that you thought one thing about this person and in reality they were totally different I (laughs) i would say the celebrity that surprised me the most is gloria stefan because you know they have that they say don't meet your idols because they often disappoint but she didn't she surpassed. I'm glad that's where the story went. I was going. Yeah. <laughs> I was scared for a minute. I was like, I'm going to have to edit this or I'm die. Like, <laughs> no, she surpassed all of my expectations and my dreams because I grew up like you guys in Miami in a very specific time where she was everything. And I would literally fantasize and daydream that she was my aunt. And I would get to travel the world with her and be on tour and I could get front row seats to all her shows. And, you know, also seeing Gloria succeed gave me hope and it inspired me. I'm like, if Gloria can make it, I can make it. And, you know, I've gotten to meet more than meet her. Like she, I consider her part of my family now. Like she's always been so kind and gracious to me and, her, both of her children are friends of mine, so she's family, and um, I was just surprised by how she is, not just with me, because obviously, you know, some people are going to be nice to me because I'm a public figure or whatever, but I look at her and how she is with all of her fans. Like, if you follow her on Twitter, she sends her fans birthday messages on Twitter. Like, she really doesn't take them for granted, is so grateful for everything, is so kind and just magnanimous and just everything that you would love for your favorites to be. Yeah, and you never hear anything bad about her. That's the thing. Nobody's ever said anything bad about Gloria Stefan. I, you know, because my dad died suddenly when I was young, for the longest time I was unhealthily obsessed with death, you know, scared of it. But now I'm like, whatever, I could fucking die tomorrow. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't want to die tomorrow because I have three young children. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but I've lived such a full 
exciting life. Like I literally have lived all of my wildest beyond my wildest dreams. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you still keep doing stuff because you have your podcast. You have the, yes. the Rose Hilton podcast, and that's been going for for a little bit now. So it's six years plus. Dang. Okay, we're only at four, so so we got two more to catch up to. But you know, it, it, it's again, it's just I think it's a testament to what you were saying earlier about you know the Latino hustle, right? Growing up with it's like, all right, here's what we're working on, and now we're going to work on this, and now we're going to work on this, and 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 not stopping, right? Like always keeping going and. To that end, you also have another business venture, yo. You got My True Ten, which I think it's it's uh, it's CBD. Is that yes? He's got I visuals, just, ladies and gentlemen. I just launched this My True Ten. It's my new CBD company, and I'm so proud of it because you know CBD is like the wild, wild west. Sure, it's not regulated. You know, it's not regulated by the FDA. So not all CBD is created equal. Like some of it is just bad. It doesn't work. It might be like a placebo. I don't know. But (laughs) I guarantee that I literally guarantee that you'll be happy with my true 10. And if you're not, you can get your money back. I'm gonna take your I'm word. Here. I'm gonna take you up on that offer, sir, because I'm gonna be out in LA in yeah. ne- early next year, and I'm gonna pick you can up, check gonna out pick our, our satisfaction policy on our website, mytrue10.com. Oh, oh no, no, if not, and, I'm gonna reach out to your sister. I have her email. Okay. I'm gonna take you up on and the guarantee direct, sir. <laughs> it's very affordable as well, which is important to me. So mytrue10.com. What would you say to like the people that are still like hesitant about it? That they're like, oh my god, it's drugs, it's this and that. Um, because there's no one of those people. My mom literally thinks I'm like peddling drugs. I don't know how many times I have to tell her our CBD gummies have no THC in them. You will not fail a drug test. You're not going to get high off of these, which is a good thing because I'm not a fan of THC. I'm, and I've actually found out it's not all that uncommon. I, you know, thank you for being on our show. You know, as I said to you, I think that you're you're the type of person that love or hate you, you can't deny the hustle behind who you are. And even back in the day when maybe you would do things and I'd be like, oh my God, did he just do that? There was still a part of me that was like, this kid is just like us. He is, you know, he's Cuban, he's from Miami, he grew up in the same neighborhood, and look where he is. So there's always been a sense of, you know, pride, like, oh my God, he's one of us. And look at him out there doing, you know, some crazy stuff. But, you know, nonetheless, you paved your own way. That's why I think that, that you know, I say, love him or hate him, you got to respect the hustle. Nobody can take and that away from you, man. Nobody can take that away from you. And, and we're you. so happy and, and thrilled that you were on our show. You really were, as I told you pre-interview, um, we had a wish list of people to be on the show. And you were one of them. Or that person will never be on our show. Like, what the heck? <laughs> And we were able to make it happen. And we're back. Yeah. So, you know, I I have to give him credit that he owned what he needed to own. He didn't try to shirk responsibility. Yeah. At all. And and I I genuinely, we talked about this, uh, you know, after we did the interview. I genuinely believe him when he says that that he's. I think it's very sincere. He's in a different place now. Yeah. I you know, very and, sincere. and listen, aside from the fact that he kept insisting on calling us old, um, 
you know, I think there is something to be said for, you know, follies of youth. Even though he himself even said it. He's like, it's not because I was young. It's just because I, I knew what I was doing. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I thought he was very sincere. And, and you know, he, he was... He was very pleasant. He was very, very cool. Very, yeah. very nice. So, so thank you, Perez. Yes, thank you thank again. You, like you, you said, it was being on one show. of our one of our wish list guests. So, um, yeah, our wish list is like we have we, a lot of. We need to come up with new wish lists. Well, I mean, it's not add to it. It's not a secret. Like our two, like the two people that we have not had on the show yet right. that are our dream guests are. Of course, Gloria Stefan. Gloria, of course. I mean, uh, is there anything we could do that does I mean, not involve Gloria right. Stefan? The only thing bigger than Gloria Stefan would be like if we get a Ouija board and get Celia Cruz. Yeah, well. <laughs> I'm saying that's the only... How that's going to translate during <laughs> through this audio medium, I'm not sure. Um, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened, but, yeah. Um, and then, of course, the one, the only, Ms. Gina, Gina Torres, Torres yes. which I bow at the, you know... The altar of altar Gina. Gina Torres and Jessica Pearson, so... Um, so yeah, that, that was really awesome. And you know what? Not that it needed any type of, um, you know, um, verification or like it needed to be said. said. But what he did say about Gloria Stefan was just like so warm yeah. and like, well, yeah. Like, it's like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, good, good. <laughs> That's why, as I said, you know, a couple of video- weeks ago that... Like, what more do you people want? What more do you people want of Gloria Stefan? Like, freaking <laughs> leave her alone. She's freaking... Godlike at this point, pious. Like, yeah, move, move on. Leave her alone. She's a, a legend. Um. Anyway, so it's soda time. It is soda time. So I'm gonna be quick. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna give my last soda. He's having already a really good week. I'm gonna give it to Paul Rudd, who was ho- who was named the Be- sex- People Magazine sexiest man yes. alive. Paul Rudd is just I get one it. of these like. He just seems like good people. Yes, he's just like these. This like force of sunshine of happiness of like yeah. a good guy like he'd be one of these people that like if i heard that pr- public like privately he was an asshole like it would break my it heart. would hurt like it would hurt it but would like hurt Paul yeah. Rudd, yeah like it would really hurt yeah um so you know and and i also think there could be a conversation to be had about these People magazine, you know, most beautiful people on <laughs> yeah, earth, whatever. the sexiest man alive. There could be a conversation as to like the relevance of that nowadays. But I'm glad that they went with, you know, because he's not like, you know, like Brad Pitt, you know, type See, looks. I, I, he I, has like more guy next door looks. I call him attainable hot. He has guy next, you know, next door looks. Right, yeah. So I'm glad that they're at least celebrating that, you know? Yeah, that's true. I feel the same way about him, although, you know... Ryan Reynolds is more attractive. Well, I don't want to say that in a bad no, way. No, but I know what you mean. Right. But more more, more like, obviously. Like Ryan Reynolds. Like, I freaking love Ryan Reynolds. Like, he's is there anything great. Ryan Reynolds could do wrong? I love when he's always, like, messing with his wife. Yeah. Like, the pictures they put. Yeah. Like, I love that he's always... Me- him and Blake Lively are always just messing with each other. Yeah. Like, that's fun. Like, he was on the Today Show this week, and he was just, like, so hilarious. Like... He just... He's just himself. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> you know, there's... Supposedly, there's this, like... I hadn't seen it, but maybe you know this whole like viral moment of him of like straight men, you know, gooey and gog, you know, gogging. Oh over no, no, Ryan I didn't Reynolds. know this. No. Yeah, there's like a whole. It's a thing. thing. Yeah, thing about it, <laughs> and I'm like, if anybody could pull that off, it's, it's Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. So you know, that's true. That's true. So, so I'm actually gonna give my last soda. Um, it's not even a gasless soda. Snap, crackle, and pop. No. Rice Krispies? No. It's, what are their names? Snap, crackle, Snap, and pop, crackle, right? Pop, That's yeah. their names. Um, it's not even a gasless soda. I'm just going to go ahead and give it... It's the. It's a Beverly. 
which for those of you who don't know, the Beverly is an actual Coca-Cola product from Italy, right? If I remember correctly. Yes. That tastes like earwax. So that is the level of soda that I am gifting to our very own Miami mayor, Francis Suarez. <laughs> uh-huh. Francis Suarez, just as of the day of this recording, has said, um, and I'm just I'm going to read verbatim what the Herald wrote on their Instagram post about it. Uh, Miami residents may soon be getting a Bitcoin yield thanks to the Miami Coin Project. In an interview with cryptocurrency news site Coindesk.com, Miami Mayor Francis Suarez said he was planning to convert the millions of dollars in proceeds Miami Coin has created into a Bitcoin dividend. We're going to be the first city in America to give a Bitcoin yield as a dividend directly to its residents, Suarez said. We're going to create digital wallets for our residents, and we're going to give them Bitcoin directly from the yield of Miami Coin. The wallets would be set up with a third-party vendor, he said. Uh, Suarez himself laid out key questions that would need to be answered before the city government could dole out cryptocurrency as dividends. Um, you know, like, is it going to be taxpayers? Is it going to be those who vote in the city? Is it, you know, going to be people that have a city address, et cetera, et cetera? So they got to work out the kinks. But the reason I'm giving him the Beverly is because con todas las cosas, Postalita, mayor. Postalita, con todas las cosas que se necesitan en esta ciudad, okay? You're going to give us money in a digital. Cur- I, I I can't even put any better. One of the comment. One of the comments. Dude, Bitcoin, bro. Bro, okay, bro. You don't understand, bro. It's like we're making moves with the Bitcoin. So I can't put it any better than somebody who comment. It's two comments that were on this post. One person said, "Can someone explain in plain words, please?" Okay. And the reply to that was. People will be given imaginary money they can't spend anywhere and won't know how to access it. And I have never heard a better explanation of the inevitable clusterfuck that will be this Bitcoin yield. And also, and I and I I commented on it on behalf of us. I'm saying so, like socialism. So because that's what because what's happening there is he's essentially saying I'm going to give you all money. You know what I think is interesting about Bitcoin. That nobody knows what it is. Well, but have you noticed that it's become like a douchey thing? Become? No, it's always been. Like a, like douchey people are it's into big. Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. It might as well be sponsored by Massengill. <laughs> like nobody, like douchey people weren't into Apple Pay or Google Pay or like <laughs> right. a cash app. Well, no, like, because they can't seem smarter than people. Yeah. People who are into Bitcoin for the most part like to be into Bitcoin for the same reason that people like to be into Lost. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason. So no, they could like, just talk to you about things right. and sound like they're talking about a thing that nobody else understands but them. Right. Yeah. That's why people are into Bitcoin. Because if all these people who invested in Bitcoin were making all the millions of dollars that they're making, quote unquote, in Bitcoin, you know what? There would be a lot more rich people in Miami. Real rich people, not Miami rich. Because as we know, Miami rich just means you have a really nice car and you live in an efficiency. Oh, well, yeah. You have your BMW parked in front of your efficiency. Right. That's but Miami you know, that Rich. Damn, that BMW. Right. That's Miami Rich. Um, right. So, yeah. So, I, 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 I it's like he just keeps doubling down on this crypto bullshit. That is, it's not a thing, people. It's not a thing. Especially to, like, the general public. Right. In Miami. In Miami. And, that, and, and again, it's like, oh, I'm going to set up a digital wallet to pay you dividends. It's like, hold up, baby boy. Because every time somebody talks about communism, you're the first one down the street running saying, eso comunismo, comunismo, comunismo. And now you're turning around and being like, oh, but I'm just going to give you money because I can. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin, bro. Figure it out, baby. Okay? Figure it out, homeboy. Bitcoin. I can't stand Bitcoin. <laughs> I guess you're not investing in it anytime soon. 
Why? If, no if, one, if, if, if nobody has would, been able to explain it to me. If, if not only that, but if somebody would be able to tell me, like, I, the only thing I, I can Is think it stocks? of. I think that you could buy a Tesla. Great. I can buy one car. I think, but I'm, no, you I, can, you, you can. can, you can. Right. Okay, I could buy a Tesla. Great. If I don't want a Tesla because I live in an apartment and I can't have an extension cord running from my house, you could come to my house and charge it. Okay. Well, if I, okay. So I, now, I'll, now I'll get because I have one. Now I'll get Bitcoin. But I didn't buy my Tesla with Bitcoin. I bought it with good old <laughs> Benjamins. <laughs> Bro, you're so like 2008. <laughs> you're 2000 late. <laughs> I got that boom boom pow. <laughs> I got that Bitcoin now. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I know. We're, we're quick. Good. We're quick here. That we're was pretty quick. Good. Um, Nobody's been able to explain it to me either. That's my biggest thing. Is I've tried because I'm like, okay, so explain it to me, and they're like, no, because you buy it and it's kind of like money, but then it's not really, and then it sits there and you can use it, but you can't really go to like Target. Or whatever. I'm like, okay, so you've told me nothing. Right. The nearest or, or, I can get is that it's kind of like stocks. Right, but if Bitcoin, but then had been around I, for. Bitcoin has already been around for for, for, a couple of years, a a couple of years, for a minute already. So if there was already like a lot of things that you could buy with Bitcoin, okay. If I go to Starbucks. Right. I understand. I would understand it more. But the fact that you still can't really buy anything with it. Because I, I'm not saying that it's the future. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I'm not saying that, you know, in, in, in generations mm-hmm. from now, cryptocurrency is going to be the thing. But the people that are hyping it up now, I that's the part that I don't get because you still can't really do anything You're not showing it. me. It, it's not really relevant. You're not showing point. me the point. Yeah. You're not showing me the point. And also, to me, at the end of the day, I mean, I make it, like I said, cryptocurrency, at the end of the day, is the shit that you use on, like, the dark web to buy, like, I don't know. Yeah, and look, as sex far as, far as because some people make the argument, it's like, oh, but, you know, that's how technology starts. And not really, because, for example, when smartphones came out. It was you know, quick. Like when, We adapted. <laughs> right. When the, the iPhone first came out in 2007, within two years, everybody, everybody had, had a, a smartphone. smartphone yeah. Right? You know, and other technologies as well, whether right. it was a fact, the internet, you know, right. like within a span of five years, email. Like everybody got the email, you know, um, exactly email, um, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. uh, flat screen TVs, you Apple know, pay. Do you Google pay. When, right. Do you remember when flat screen TVs came out? I remember the first one that I saw that like you could buy at Best Buy was the Philips one. Yeah. 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 And Within a few years, everybody was switching to flat. But but cryptocurrency has already been here for a few years, and nobody still really knows what it is. That's the that's the thing, and nobody can explain it, right? Except to tell you that it's the future. No, yeah. it's like well, yeah, tomorrow's the future too. But dude, you're gonna make big moves. My God, I'm gonna stick my mierda. So anyway, but let's end piddle. Let's end piddle. Let me tell you on a happy note. I think they, our listeners kind of like it when we get worked up, though. On cryptocurrency, <laughs> on in general, I, I think they enjoy when we get worked up on things. But um, but yeah. So well, you know, we did mention, you know, uh, uh, we're gonna have another trivia night. That was great. Thank you yes. so much for coming out. There was a bunch of you there who were actual listeners. Uh, so yes. thank you. It's thank always you, nice you, meeting you. y'all. Um, well, you know, we've got the shirts on sale. They make a great gift. Um, I'm I'm sorry. I'm doing my Thalia on Wendy Williams moment right now. They make great stocking stuffers. Make great stocking stuffers. You know, the Lechong Life. We have in gray and in black. And we also have the Serenal Definition. Um, you know, we've got, you know what? Croqueta Palooza is coming up, guys, on December 4th. We're going to be there. You should be too. We've got one more giveaway for uh, entries to the fair. Uh, it will be happening this upcoming Thursday. I don't know the date, so 
sure, just check the Instagram. We've already done two of the three weeks of giveaways. Um, we're going to be at the fair the Wednesday before we Thanksgiving. We will be there. The fair. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving, eating our way through the fair. Yes. <laughs> As we do. That should be a hashtag. That should be something. Eating our way through the fair. Done. It's done. Listeners, hashtag eating our way through the fair. Use it. Tag us and the fair. Mm-hmm. And we'll make it a thing. Look at us. Hashtag eating our way through the fair. <laughs> through the fair. Look at us. We're creating trends. Yeah. We're like TikTokers on not on TikTok. <laughs> anyway, we hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned. Remember to grab your croqueta, your pastelito, and your cafecito. And thank you for joining us, everybody. That was episode 182. Yes, it Have was. Have a great weekend, everybody. What do you think, say it? Bye. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.